Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules, today's message between the rock and a solid place. I've chosen a couple of texts. Our two texts today start with Isaiah, the 35th chapter, the first through the third verses. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. And then James, the fifth chapter, the seventh through the tenth verses. Be patient, therefore, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Do not grumble against one another, beloved, so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patient, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. These are two seemingly contradictory texts. In one, the prophet Isaiah paints a picture of a desert blooming, the flowers blossoming and dry parched land and the whole earth rejoicing while the words in the book of James are a sobering reminder of the hard work of faith. He encourages believers to stand firm and be patient. Isaiah's is a theology of exuberance, and James is a theology of endurance. So why did I put these two rather conflicting messages together? Our natural inclination is either to work or to celebrate. We don't necessarily think of comfort in terms of struggle. But this is exactly what the Bible teaches us. It is what I call the paradox of our faith. Christianity is overflowing with paradox, seeming contradictions. We are told the last will be first, and in order to save our lives, we will have to lose them. You have to die to your old self to be born again. And in order to reign, you must serve. The dictionary defines paradox as an idea or concept that contradicts itself or contradicts reason. It's the opposite of conventional wisdom, or, or it may just be absurd. Well, in the Bible, a paradox is God's truth that takes time and study to understand, to discern. In many ways, Jesus is the biggest paradox of them all. The one who promises peace also brings a sword. The one who offers an easy yoke demands that we pick up the cross. According to the world, that doesn't make any sense. And so the world denies Jesus. But you know, I was watching TV the other night, and what dawned on me was the implication of paradox in the world. You see, the world doesn't accept the Bible's paradox, but refuses to recognize its own. Watching TV, you'll notice how much happiness is marketed in advertising. The messaging on most commercials 
artfully connect shopping to happiness. TV parents are bursting with joy as they spend incredible amounts of money for the newest Xbox, iPad, computer. At Christmas time, we watch a group of mothers shopping who are literally dancing through the store. Do you remember that commercial? They're synchronized as they throw different products in each other's carts and then they high five each other. They could be singing. Actor Samuel Jackson has never been so good on the movie screen as he is selling credit cards. What's in your wallet? Media has mastered the art of selling the message. There's joy in spending your money. Please don't understand. I'm not suggesting that shopping is wrong. We live in a capitalist economy. But here's what I want you to do. Watch the joy unfold on TV and then go out shopping. Because no matter where you are, you're going to run into some unhappy people at those checkout lines. They're anxious. They're snapping at their kids. They're snapping at each other. They're worried. Some are in despair. The commercials tell us spending money makes us happy. I'm not so sure. So you have to decide which paradox you want to deal with. The one in the world out there in those stores that squeezes you between a rock and a hard place? Or would you rather focus on God's word that says, be in the world, but not of it? Because the paradox of the gospel places you between the rock and the solid place. That paradox, that that spiritual contradiction, I guarantee you, will lead you to the truth. So the question you have to ask yourself is, which paradox do you want? I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Now, let me explain why I'm always talking about consumerism, because I think consumerism is a problem. I'm aware that this is a capitalistic society. The economy is stimulated by what we buy, how much we spend. But the problem comes in the position that consumerism takes in our lives. You see, the erroneous message that we receive from consumerism is that the most important value in our lives is an economic value. Consumption, that's the goal of life. That's good news if you're rich. But if you're not rich, that can be a problem. Now, the economy, some analysts tell us, is improving. But people are still mad. And that is the paradox. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, the gap is wider. So here's what I'm saying. Placing economic values over spiritual values can be problematic. You see, the world does not value its poor. If you're poor, you don't get a fair shake at housing, employment, health care. That's wrong. And that's against God. But the other problem is when you buy into the world's value system, you get caught up in this consumption trap, whether you're rich or poor. If you're not careful, you'll find yourself between that rock of growing debt and bad credit, and that hard place of emptiness, prioritizing economic values over spiritual values leaves a big hole. So James's message to the church was to examine itself against the world, to stop being hypocrites, and to teach correct Christian behavior. You see, 
folks in the early church were behaving just like the folks in the world. James warned them that faith is no good if it doesn't have the appropriate actions that go along with it. Faith by itself is not accompanied by action, and that is dead. And that's being between the rock and the hard place. You've got to make God your rock. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm not beating up the guy who's selling things, but I'm just saying we need to prioritize. And that's the beauty of what the prophet Isaiah is writing about. That's why these two seemingly contradictory texts work so well together. The same God who judges our disobedience promises us restoration and relief when we turn around and make God our rock. Not the world, not the world's values, not the things we buy, not the things we desire in the stores, but God. Isaiah promises Israel that God is as just in his mercy as he is severe in his judgment. When you surrender yourself to God, you let go of the world. I'm not buying what the world is selling. And then, regardless of your circumstances, whether you're rich or poor, you find yourself between the rock and the solid place. You are now in the world, but not of it. Now you're modeling the paradox of Jesus. You are sanctified, set apart for sacred use. You are cleansed and made holy through believing and obeying the word of God. That's all I'm trying to say. Applying God's word in the family, on the job, in the mall, has the effect of purifying our minds and hearts. Be in the world, but not of it. Don't get caught up in the madness of the crowd. And this happens during holidays. It happens um, when we celebrate. It happens all the time that we're out there celebrating by being disconnected from our money. You don't need to buy hundreds of dollars worth of toys for babies. There's another way to do that. Show your love to that baby. You don't have to cut that lady off in the mall parking lot because you're in a rush to get to the next store. Let her in. Give her a break. Show her how God's grace works in the world. We are called not to conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That's how rejoicing occurs in the wilderness and blossoms bloom in the desert. You show this barren, dying, consumption-driven world God's love and God's grace. And that way, you see, the world itself will be transformed one person one moment at a time. That's when you find yourself between a rock and a solid place. And that is the paradox of our faith. But there's one more message we need to be aware of in these texts today. James 5, 7, 10, Be patient, therefore, until the coming of the Lord, beloved. The farmer waits for the precious crop, being patient with it until it receives the early and late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Don't you ever give up on God's promise. God is faithful and will bring all of creation to its rightful purpose. He'll bring you and me to our rightful purpose. Remember, no matter what you're going through, you're a child of God, and God will show up in your life. God can show up in the desert of your finances, the wilderness of your marriage. God can move in any barren part of life and turn things around. 
Be patient. Know that you can make it. There is joy in hope. And that's the beauty of the paradox of our faith. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign if you let love